0: Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. All right. So chain, I, I don't know how many, how much of a change it is, but what we're doing in Phoenix, trying to address 911 calls and mental health issues. So joining us right now is the PIO from Phoenix Fire, uh, Allie Party. And I got to write that down because I've known you as Ali Vetner the whole time I've known you. But it's we got to call you by your married name. Correct. So you went all in. Not only did you join the fire department, you married a fireman.
1: Yes, but that it wasn't exactly in that order. It wasn't. But when I met him, he wasn't a firefighter yet. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, I'm, we're glad you're back in the studio. Let's talk about this program with the 911 calls. It has been a big issue for police and for fire of dealing with mental health crisis calls in 911. What are they trying to do to rectify this?
1: So it's not necessarily a ton of new stuff at all at once, but more of an expansion. And, you know, everyone, whether it be in Phoenix or out. Outside the city, you know, we have seen a huge crisis when it comes to mental and behavioral health calls when it comes through the 911 system. So the city of Phoenix is working really hard on how to better address those calls because at the end of the day, we know that we can't keep asking more of police officers, and firefighters. And we also know that the community wants a different approach to responding to those calls. So the city has, um, you know, last year the city council approved $15 million to expand this community assistance program. And with that, they're now asking the community for their input. There's a 10-question survey. It's up on Phoenix Fire's website, and it's bilingual. And it's super, super simple, super quick. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, exactly. And so if you can do it, anybody can if do it. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. I, just kidding. Just kidding. I, I was going to say it if you did. No, that's all right. <laughs> But, no, it's super simple and easy, and they just want to hear how the community would like to see this program expand.
0: Well, the city allocated $15 million for this last year. What is, so far, what are they doing with that $15 million? What's happening?
1: So, it's quickly expanding so they have five vans right now and those are the community assistance so the crisis response units so that's going to there's, there's five vans that's quickly going to go to 10 and then on top of that there's going to be nine other behavioral health units so that's going to have you know the actual you know trained professionals on those a lot of the time right now is volunteers and they're trying to hire caseworkers and social workers to better handle these calls
0: and we talk about the dangers and not everybody that has a mental health crisis is dangerous but sometimes these are dangerous situations. We talk about the dangers of policing or at least I do quite a bit but there is a level of danger in some of these calls for the firefighters or paramedics that are showing up to try to help right?
1: Yeah. And so that's why this has really been a co-response unit from its from its start. And so this started back in 1995 and the whole point of this was to help families, whether when there was a fire, they, you know, the community assistance program would respond and they'd help or say a loved one in the family had passed and they're there to connect them with resources to, you know, help Mm -hmm. them along those lines. But now we've quickly seen that there's also, you know, mental health and behavioral health calls that firefighters or police officers are going on but they don't necessarily it, – it, it's really hard for the first responders to see the situation, and they can't help them with a solution. They can't always connect them with those resources, and this program is working to do that.
0: I uh, did a ride-along with Phoenix PD years ago, and it was in the middle of summer. It was 114 degrees, and it was a high-speed chase. I wasn't in the chase, but we got to the aftermath. And I saw a Phoenix fire van show up, mm-hmm. and I asked, what is this? And it was the community assistance program. They yeah. brought water. They made sure the cops and the suspects were hydrated, and they, mm-hmm. and they just – kind of worked in conjunction with law enforcement to make sure that everything was taken care of at that scene.
1: Yeah, it's very multifaceted. They have a ton of different stuff. You know, I was with them yesterday. I saw them open up the back of their van. They have teddy bears in there. They have, you know, bottles of water. They have, you know, swag pack kits for kids, you know, with Phoenix Fire stuff. They're there to be that overarching umbrella, you know, helping the community. But it goes so far beyond just, you know, helping when there's some type of crisis. They're, they're there for so many different things.
0: With the with the crisis management part of this and within part of this survey is now that we know and we're learning so much more about mental health and mental illness and how this can happen, how will this program change with... Will they have special teams dedicated just to this?
1: Yeah, so they're really working hard on hiring a ton of caseworkers, social workers to go out there and their behavioral health specialists. And so, you know, they wear green shirts for a reason. They don't want to be identified as just blue shirts, you know, identifying. Right. They want people to know that they're the, going to be that ultra compassionate understanding. They see people in crisis. They want to meet them there to help them with their best possible outcome. And so from my understanding, they are really. Really trying to take this initiative and meet the community where the where the community, how they want these calls to be responded to. And so, you know, I spoke with um, one of the kind of the leaders of this program and the vans are red right now but they're going to be white, And so they want it to have a whole different approach when these folks are responding to scenes.
0: And so in this survey, community members can give their input on how to best handle a situation like this and Mm kind of let the fire department know this is what we're looking for. And we think would work best.
1: Absolutely. They have heard the community's, you know, feedback of they want things to change with nine one one health, you know, behavioral health call response. And so what better way than to literally ask the community and, you know, like we said, there's 10 questions. It's multiple choice, if you will, in the sense of, you know, if you or your loved one or a family member was experiencing a mental health crisis, how would you want 911 to respond? It'd be, you know, police fire, police and fire, police and behavioral health, and vice versa. And it gives you all these different options. And there's also different little text boxes for you to elaborate on what you would like to be seen or what you would like to see in this in this program. And, you know, that survey, it's active now. It closes at the end of April. They're obviously, you know, they want to get the community's feedback, but they also want to start implementing some of these changes sooner rather than later. So that survey does wrap at the end of April.
0: What? Where's the website? What's the web address?
1: Phoenix.gov forward slash fire fire so it's at the top of the fire department's page you can't miss it it says take cap survey and it's again it's available in both english and spanish
0: i appreciate you coming down
1: thank you for having me all right that's
0: ali party from phoenix fire get your opinion out there make sure you you, your opinion is heard they definitely want the uh, the opinion of the community